Welcome in to another week's edition of Just In Sports. I'm your host, Justin Reedman. I got two special guests this week. I got Steve and the Duck. How are y'all doing this week, guys? Good. How are you? I'm good. Hanging in there. How about you? I'm yep. doing – oh, sorry. Oh, no, I'm just – Yo, you good. I'm doing well. It's great to be here on with you, Justin. Thanks for coming on. All right. So I'm also doing well. So let's get things started. So this past weekend, Norman Chad, the Washington Post, wrote a column with the headline, this pandemic has reminded us we don't need more sports in our lives. We need less. So I saw this headline on Twitter, and I saw the comments of the outreach sports fans. So I decided to read the article. But after reading it, I had no idea what he was trying to say. So why am I mentioning this? Well, the headline stuck in my head. And the more I thought about it, the more it bothered me. How could you even think about putting that in a headline? We need sports back right now. I miss sports, and I bet you all do too. And yeah, just, I, I, I miss sports too. Like, uh, why do we need less sports? Like, what, what's so wrong about sports? Sports has been a staple of American society for, like, for like decades, like at least 60 or 70 years, like – it yeah, is America, man. Brings us together. I know. And, uh, and no, you go ahead. And it brings us together. So, as you all know, I am obsessed with sports. And <laughs> when they get when sports comes back, I'll have to watch sports twenty four seven for weeks just to make up for what I missed. Oh my God! Same. Yeah. And exactly. I, and I just got a paper plate award from my fraternity. Stephen might have saw it. Where yeah. I where it was I was called Justin I'm sports deprived Reitman. That's so accurate. <laughs> I mean the Chicago Bulls documentary The Last Dance has been fun to watch. I, I don't know if you guys been watching it or not. It's it's been good, but I watched the first episode. I I need to watch more of it. I, I, it's really it is very well done. I have not watched it. I'll probably treat myself to a, a binge watch because I I know that it's available on demand. So. Yeah, it's like, I, I, it's like well as soon as I saw that I could go back and watch, I'm like, ah, oh, phew, because like, because <laughs> I, I, I want to watch it, I just haven't been able to like get to it live, but I, de- I definitely got to go ahead and mark that to uh, to watch because I've only heard good things about it. So I'll tell you, it's been amazing, but it's not a lot of sports though. And yeah. and the other night I was watching the Mass Singer guys, and so I should be watching the NBA and NHL playoffs. And yeah, I mean, masked singer. Oh God. I mean, this whole thing, it's just like sports have been a diversion for this country for years and years and years. And we need a diversion now more than ever, just because we ha- we're in the middle of a crisis. And I feel like sports brings people together and we really need that now. Like we just need something to take our mind off of the sadness and the horribleness that's been going on in the outside world. Yeah, even if it's out without, even if even if it's without fans, it's just something to watch, something fresh. I would agree with that. Yeah, exactly. And I think that there's a poll that seventy six, about seventy six percent, say that it w- people just want to see sports. They don't care if there are fans in the stands. 
especially now. I mean, we've been without sports for the better part of two months. And sure, some things are starting to creep in. But if you're a sports fan like me, I'm, I'm wanting my NBA, my MLB. This should be the maybe NBA the NHL. Playoff. Yeah, yeah, it should be the it should be the NBA playoffs. Like, like they were just posting something on this date in history, and like they had like this whole like Allen Iverson goes for sixty. I'm like, bro, this should be the playoffs right now. Yeah, like we should be seeing the playoffs, and we're just not That's watching the any part of the year. I know, and I I can't lie. The last the last live sporting event I watched was North Carolina Syracuse on March 11th in the ACC tournament. And it was and a isn't horrible sad game. That you remember that? It's it's awful. I I <laughs> shouldn't even remember the last time I watched sports because that's how often I watch it. Yeah. So I'm trying to say is I need sports back now. So now I've gone on and on about that. And does that headline about the we need less sports in our lives? Does it make you guys like as upset as it made me? That's what I, I mean personally. Yes because it was probably written by somebody that doesn't like sports. And um, also, like, I feel like it's a good diversion. And what's so wrong about people liking sports and, like, wanting to watch it and go to games? I – the headline at first is, like, oh, why would you write this? And then I I saw who it was by, and you mentioned before, Norman Chad – He's a syndicated sports humor columnist. So he, he'll just yeah. make this wacky stuff up. And I, I'll, I read the article and it didn't really make sense even in <laughs> yes. any sort of way. Like, e- even if it's for humor, it didn't really make sense. It didn't really hit. But he was all over the place, too. Yeah. He was just, like, all over the place, and it didn't, like, connect it back to why we need less sports. It's just, oh, well, uh, my, the last dance was, has been great, and uh, and it's just didn't hit its no, point it, at all. It's like the last dance has been great, good. I mean, but we yeah. don't want live sports. Just because we like watching a docuseries doesn't mean we don't like sports. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, entertainment. Yeah. And I just hope I just hope sports is coming back soon. I I'm seeing that Arizona, Florida starting to open up. Um, I heard the governor say they could let professional sports leagues go. So I just hope we're going the right direction and we see sports soon. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think it's heading in that right direction. And I think that uh, we're starting to get more concrete. You know. Things such as like a timeline of when you can return to play and sort of how these sports will come back. And I think, you know, the excitement's starting to build up a little, at least in baseball. I'm not really sure about the others. You know, the NHL, they don't really have much of a timeline. And neither does the NBA, but the MLB, you know, they're starting to lay out, you know, all these plans. And sure, right now it's not – you know, for sure that it's going to happen. The players still have to uh, agree to it. And there's been uh, some dissent with the players. You yeah. know, speaking of Blake Snell and, and Sean Doolittle also raised oh, yeah, well, concerns too. I don't know if anyone read his tweet thread, which I, mean, I thought was very well put together. But, you know, 
it's starting to build back up shape. I feel like they will get a deal done just because they'll get a lot of pressure from the public because no one's watching sports, period. Um, so I, I do think eventually they'll get a deal done. I, I, I just think it's a matter of when, just based on contract negotiations with the league. Yeah, like I say, it has to be without fans. It has to be without fans. It's just something fresh to watch. It's not the reruns we see every night on ESPN of either baseball, NBA Finals. Like, I can't even fresh. watch that anymore. I just know the re- I just know the result, and it's just hard to watch. Exactly. Like if you know the result of something, why do you want to watch it? Exactly. Yeah, uh, and it was like it was good enough for like the first week or two. Because it's like, oh, I miss sports, so well, I might as well, you know, watch these. But, I mean, as it's gone on, it's just not the same. I mean, like, it's gotten so desperate that people are watching South Korean baseball just so and then they can be preoccupied and actually watching live sports. Yeah. I mean, I need to contact my cousin. He's a big baseball fan, and when he saw that coming out, I need to see if he stayed up, to stayed up in one in the morning to watch it. Because there, there's a small chance he might. I think I watched part of one once because, like, I was up late, and I'm like, huh, I know baseball's on now. And, like, it was interesting, but I'm like, eh, I mean, it's just not the same. Yeah, so sports, hopefully we'll be back soon. So I want to shift gears a little bit and talk about the universal designated hitter news in the MLB and in the NL. So – it's been a long time coming, and I love this move for two big reasons. First reason is I think it's going to attract younger fans, and most pitchers are not spectacular hitters. There's your Max Scherzers, the Bumgardners, the Grankies, but not enough pitchers are great at batting, in my opinion, when they step up at the plate. So I think putting in a universal DH will bring in another powerful hitter at the plate, which brings in runs and brings in hits, and I think that's what the average fan wants, not strikeouts or pop-up flies. Yeah. Well, like, personally, I, I like, um, li- like, having, like, not a, like, a pitcher, like, um, hitting. Like, I, I like that. Like, I think it has a lot more strategy. But I do think that if uh, in one league has a DH and the other one does not, I, I feel like that's an unfair advantage to the league that does have the DH. So I do feel – like you're either going to have to get rid of the DH, which they're obviously not going to do, or you're just going to have to force the major leaguers, even if they don't like it, which I don't personally like it. They're just going to have to have a DH in both leagues because that's the only way it's going to be fair. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the bandwagon. I'm on the wagon where I don't like the DH in the national league, but I do like it for 2020. And it's because if, if you, take a look at how games are going to be played in 2020 at least to start the year how long are starters going to go in, how deep are they going to go into the game like you know Jacob DeGrom takes the ball what is he going at, like at best four or five innings and that gets you one maybe two at bats depending on how the offense is doing and then you're, you're just going to have to continually just go it deep into your bench. And I know that the rosters are going to expand, but I think if most of those teams are going to use that, at least most of those slots with pitchers, not really adding a lot of position players. So I think 
you know, just so you don't have to burn into your bench because the starters are going to go incredibly short, even in the regular season. I think having the universal DH will be good for 2020. I don't want to see it happen in 2021 though, because it's just the way that I have been, you know, the way that I'm used to seeing the game of baseball, the national league has the pitchers hit the American league has a designated hitter. And I love the uh, pitchers hitting the, the Mets have had a really great hitting pitchers. They've had a, Jacob DeGrom, Noah Syndergaard, Bartolo Colon hit a home run. I'm not saying he's a great hitter, (laughs) but he's Bartolo Colon is fun to watch at the plate. He he could strike out and I think he gets a standing ovation. (laughs) (laughs) I I think his time was like, didn't it take like almost a minute for him to go around the bases? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, the, the famous Howie uh, wrote, well, this wasn't during the home run. This was uh, during a, a double that he hit in St. Louis. Howie Rose uh, famously said, uh, they're timing him with a sundial. <laughs> <laughs> so that actually like, brings me into two things. I I totally agree with the going deep, deep into the bench. I think the DH will save – actually – going deep to the bullpen like look at a team like um the washington nationals with uh having basically two good guys in their bullpen with doolittle and hudson having the dh spot would let them go a couple probably extra innings than usual because i've been i don't watch all the nats games i I split it between wnba too but when i watch scherzer and strasburg pitch they go over 100 pitches probably through six and i like this idea of having a universal dh right there it would definitely benefit you guys like certain teams it would benefit it would it would also benefit the phillies a lot because they have jay bruce and jay bruce would be a great dh but let's be honest that guy can't field but that guy can hit homers yeah it's definitely going to it's not only going to benefit the pitchers and the managers from you know not having to go deep into your bench but it's it also creates an extra spot. You know, take it from my team, the New York Mets perspective. Last year, Dominic Smith had a really hot bat, but it was tough to factor him into the lineup. And sure, I think it's going to be tougher this year because of how, who they're going to break camp with. Hopefully, they will have Joannis uh, Cespedes to start, and then he would be the DH. But I think, you know, the, the DH, it can also – work to the National League team's advantage because you can create that extra slot for, you know, maybe a guy who can't really play the field every day or to create a, a slot for a guy who you you want his bat in the lineup, but you don't know where to put him in the lineup. Yeah, definitely yeah, like, a, like a Howie Kendrick. Howie Kendrick's a great example. I think, you know, if the Washington, you know, played – in 2020, I, I think Howie Kendrick's the DH. Howie Kendrick is a phenomenal hitter. I was really sad when the Phillies let him go because, like, I'm like, yeah, he gets hurt sometimes, but my God, that dude can just hit. Like, it, I always like to say, if you can hit, there's a place for you, and that guy can hit. So, yeah, definitely a DH role would be perfect for him. It's definitely going to be interesting to see how this all settles out. Hopefully we have a season, like we said, and we can see it. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think it will come around eventually. 
Can't wait for July. Well, yeah. actually, can't wait for June either because then uh, spring training two will start. Wait, number two. Who would have thought this year we would have two spring trainings? No one. No, no one on the face of this earth. Yes. This all has been crazy. Because it's not like the Mariners went to Japan. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Because, I, I mean, I, cause I guess the Mariners would have, like, sort of two spring trainings because in, like, the middle of March they, last year, they go to Japan, take on the athletics. They have to have 25 men on their roster, but then they expand back to spring training after those quick two games, and, and they play – I don't know how many more spring training games are left, but that, – oh, I remember that. That was oh, like yeah. – For Ichiro, right? Yeah. For yeah. Ichiro, yeah. Wow. That was crazy. I remember watching the second game of that series because I'm like, oh, it's going to be Ichiro's last game. He's going to get that start, and then he'll get taken out. And that was just that was just a great way for Ichiro to go out in Japan. Definitely. To yeah, have the man. sunset on his career. Yeah, for real. Wait, did he get a hit in his last game? I forget. I, I can look it up right now. I don't – I think – I don't remember. I, I, I don't remember. <laughs> Because, I mean, that dude could hit. Even when he was old, he could still hit. Yeah. But I'll, I'll look at it. I think it was March 21st, his last game. Isn't that crazy? His career, like, lasted, like, almost 20 years, and he came up at 27. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, like, he played, like, at least, like, 15 years in the big leagues. Ichiro went 0 for 4. Oh. oh man, Fan that's got to suck. I know. Like you just wanted him to have like one hit. Place would have gone nuts. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, so, Ich yeah. Ichiro did not. Ichiro drew a walk in the first game of the series. Oh, I'm sure the place went nuts for that. Oh, yeah. for sure. But other than that, he was 0 for five in the two games. Oh man. Ichiro played for 19 years, parts of 19 years. He played yeah. a total of two games in 2019, but I guess it still counts. Yeah. He, he gets uh, two extra days of MLB service time. Yes, of course. Yeah, no, so, but he, re he really played for like 17 years, and then the other two was just kind of like a couple of days, big yeah. league. I remember when he signed with the Yankees, I was at summer camp, and I had a friend who's a big Yankees fan. He was so excited they got him. Well, because he could still hit. He was like yeah. 39, and he could still hit. That was yeah. a nice lineup they had, too. It was. Him, Except they didn't win anything. No. That's true. They couldn't win anything with Ichiro. But it was great to have him on the Yankees. Yeah. I remember having him. I remember him being on the Yankees. Although his best year was his first year, his rookie year. I feel like his rookie year was his best year. He had 56 sure. stolen bases. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, but also, what about the year that he broke the hit record? Uh, which year was that? Was that, uh, was that? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up. I know that he has the single-season hits record. Does he? I just don't remember what year it was. I'm going to say 2004, maybe. 2004. That would make sense. He had two. Yeah, two thousand four, two sixty-two. I don't, I could not even imagine having two hundred and sixty-two hits. Yeah, 
It's very hard to do. Well, you know he what it was? 372 that year. Yeah. He was. It wasn't even just that. He was a great bunter too. Like, like it wasn't like he was just a great like hitter. He he could also lay down a bunt and beat it out because he was so fast. Yeah. Like that that dude had ungodly wheels. Yeah. So anyway, it's going to be interesting how this uh, season is going to be with the DH. So, last segment I wanted to cover on here is the funniest thing in sports media and. I got to go this week with Tom Brady doing an interview for Stupidity, the podcast of Stu Gotts of the Dan Levitard Show. So since signing with the Tampa Bay Bucks, he's only done two major interviews like they joked on on the Levitard Show, Howard Stern and then Stupidity. So if you guys don't know who Stu Gotts is, he's a goof whose prior persona is based on the name he gave himself, which is essentially a male anatomy in Italian. So I find it so funny that Tom Brady agreed to do an interview with a man whose name is basically Ding Dong. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. That, that, is, that is very uh, funny and uh, interesting. Yes, very interesting. But, uh, you know, you're Tom Brady. You can uh, do whatever you want. Honestly, he uh, could do whatever he wants. He's like Mr. Perfect. <laughs> You guys yeah. find anything funny this week at sports media? Um, I'm just uh, say that uh, to any if anyone at over at WFAN should uh, be listening to this podcast, I say you should go ahead and hit me up for a job. So, <laughs> Moose and Maggie, the WFAN's midday show that runs from ten to two weekdays, their birthdays are coming up in almost. Simultaneous, uh, not almost uh, in consecutive days. Maggie Gray just celebrated her birthday on May fifteenth. Tomorrow uh, of this recording, May seventeenth, Mark Malusis will have his birthday. Today is my birthday. You know, uh, as of this recording. So birthday, birthday. I, I should say. You know, if you put me on the show next year, we can have like a mini birthday week, and then we can. You know, relabel the show M M and M. I love it. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Well, some funny thing that I discovered was uh, Stephen A. Smith's rant on uh, Bryce Harper talking about uh, players not wanting pay cuts. You should you should definitely uh, view that because you know he gets on rants. Oh, this is a good one. Never a dull moment with Stephen A. Right? Oh no no no! Yeah, this is a really good one. You should. <laughs> I, I love the uh, SAS burner account. Oh, yeah. Like, th- that that's just so funny. I love that his Twitter – have you seen his profile pictures with him wearing the mask? Yes. <laughs> crazy. Yeah, that was some crazy kooks. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> so I want to thank you guys again for joining me. Thanks. Thank you. And that wraps up another edition of Just In Sports. I'll speak to you all next week.